You're about to enter the most electrifying NFL talk show you have ever experienced. From up-to-the-minute news and notes to... Uh, who am I kidding? It's a wrap. Let's try this again. It's the After Further Review Podcast with Connor Forrest. Want to get involved? Send us an email to mailbag at connorforrest.com. For your questions to be read on air. John, I, uh, I'm, I'm so proud to have you as a producer because there are nights like tonight where, you know, we need to get things together and then there are things I'm strong at. There are things I'm good at. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm good at plenty of things. I'm, I'm not great at producing podcasts. I didn't realize how bad you were, however, at clapping. <laughs> I, I can't. My hands it's an hurt. unbelievable thing. Oh my, my hand, my, they're stinging. It's like when you stick them in the snow and then uh, you take a hot shower and they sting. Ugh. Well, to peel back the curtain a little bit on this, we as we're uh, recording, you know, we, we always, and Sean is here across from me uh, live in uh, Ashburn, our Ashburn studio. Um, and as we record each week, we always have to have an audio sync, a sound that helps us as we start our audio tracks to make sure we're our timing is correct. So we decided tonight, let's clap. And then we'll do our countdown before we start recording. Um, and Sean proceeded to clap in... Probably the most embarrassing way I've ever seen in my life. The big wind up over the head like you're at a gospel concert. And then as your two bear paws are coming together, it it, it sounds like a pigeon landing on pavement. It was good. It's embarrassing. Well, it hurts. Well, so it must have clearly. Been Ow. It's completely embarrassing, my ring, my Sean. My left ring finger. Ow. You, honestly, man, all I can say is there was at one point when men our age were storming the beach of Normandy. I really, really would love for you to take your complaint to them at one point. You go right back to 1945. I want you to go back to World War II and look at those young men as they're coming off of these floating uh, barrages, as they're just loaded like sardines, jumping onto a beach where they're about to lose their life. And you go, hey, my, my ring and pinky finger hurt because I clapped in an odd way. Uh, you would probably find yourself shot by them. It's called friendly fire. Shawnee, it's great to see your face. How are you, my friend? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. After Further Review returns live again in our Ashburn studio to review everything NFL football for you. Uh, before we get into it, we are going to recap everything that was in week eight. And we are looking forward to week nine, my friend. I mean, it is ridiculous. We're already halfway through the year now, starting this weekend. Can I ask what you, you, what was the biggest lesson you learned from week eight? The biggest lesson I learned from week eight. So I got a good one. You want me to tell you? My Please, first? you All go right. first. If you catch a Hail Mary to take the lead in a game you're not supposed to win, when you are celebrating, what is the last thing you should do? Uh, the last thing you should do is take your pants off, but the second to last thing you should do is take your helmet off. Take your helmet off and then do the Lambo leap, not in Lambo. <laughs> it was in Atlanta. Don't. That, that, that was the craziest, worst, most embarrassing sequence of events. 
for those of you who don't know what we're referencing, it was a DJ Moore touchdown for the Carolina Panthers who were playing in Atlanta. The Panthers found themselves down six. Down six. Down yep. six. And then yeah. PJ Mahomes. PJ Mahomes went <laughs> full on Mahomes. And I mean, it was a crazy double coverage, complete bomb down the field in the end zone, touchdown, Hail Mary, whatever you want to call it. Yep. And DJ Moore proceeds to have a crazy celebration where he decides he has to rip a stroke his, he decides to rip his helmet off and celebrate jumping into the into the stands uh, at least halfway up into the stands and he gets a penalty which kicks the either the kickoff or the point after try back 15 yards i believe it is for unsportsmanlike yep. and as we know the the pats are not what they were when we grew up no nope. when we grew up what were they 23 yard field i think goals, they were technically 27 yard 27. Field goals, right? now they're what 37 maybe uh those are uh that's a good question actually shawnee i think right now they're no, they're not. They were not twenty-seven. They were less than that. The ball was at the three-yard line, which would have made them a twenty-yard kick. They moved them back fifteen yards, so I believe okay. it's either a thirty-three to thirty-five-yard kick now, which is still a mm-hmm. very high percentage kick in the NFL for an NFL kicker. Right. But it is not. It's not a college extra point. Let's just put it that way. Right. And so when they kicked them back another fifteen yards, it made it like a. I think it was a forty-nine. Yeah, forty-nine-yard kick, something yeah, 49, like that. Forty-nine. Yeah. Yep. Which is no. I mean, you know, you can make that, but that's no guarantee. Nope. And he missed it. Completely shanked it. Now, who's the kicker for the Panthers? I don't know who the kicker for the Panthers is. I don't either. I'd have to look this up. Um, He missed it. Game went into overtime because they only got the six points out of the drive. And the Panthers proceeded to miss another field goal to win overtime. And the the Falcons ended up winning on their own field goal to win the game. Uh, Now, the crazy thing about that game, Connor, is if the Panthers had won, we would have had a four-way tie in the NFC South. Mm-hmm. which would have been crazy because all the teams would have been three and five. Unbelievable. Now Atlanta is four and four, so they take the number one seed with uh, with Tampa being disappointed. But number one thing you should learn in week eight is do not celebrate until the final whistle. <laughs> yep, this, it was tough. Eddie Pinheiro was their kicker. Right. Eddie Pinheiro missed a 32-yard field goal attempt um, uh, with under six minutes left to go. He, he struggled in this game. I mean, it was, it was a really rough game for him. But um, number two... A guy who is a star, uh, DJ Moore, mm. uh, did not help uh, his his man out at all. That was that was brutal. Um, I have an answer uh, for, for what. Your, okay. Uh, I would. Uh, my t- would you say what was the exact question? Again? What not what did to you do? Learn? What did, what you did learn? I learn? Yeah. So um, I learned not to take off my helmet. Okay. <laughs> I learned that food poisoning sucks. Mm. I did learn that food poisoning sucks. I'm not going to get too into it because we don't want to get too into the weeds on food poisoning. I think everybody kind of knows where. Where where this road travels down, but yeah, Shawnee. Two days ago, me and and the wife got roundhouse kicked by food poisoning. Um, I'm not going to say the restaurant. I don't want to blow up their spot. It was Kava. Okay, <laughs> there you go. So we went out to Kava, and it was a great time, and all was fine. And let's just say, uh, let's just say, yesterday and the day before yesterday were were tough days. Your boy was just on the couch, like just thinking about all the decisions in my life that I've made up to this point. <laughs> but we're back on our feet, Johnny. We're back on our feet. I, that's one of the, the the wilder parts about like a stomach virus or this food poisoning. Like they come so quick, they kick you so hard, and then it's gone just like that. Right. Colds can linger. Like cold, you can have a cold for two, three weeks. Colds can linger. Flu. The flu is crazy. COVID, I've... I've had COVID twice, and the first time I had it, I swear to God, I felt like for two weeks. 
dude, these like food poisoning slash stomach viruses, they're in and out in, in 12 hours, but it's like, it's like a tornado, dude. It just comes in, it does some damage and then out the door again. So, but we're back on our feet. We're back on our feet, which is great. That's all you need. Which is all we need. So I learned, uh, I learned that I might just stay away from Kava for a little while. Stay away um, from the arugula because that's what you think it was, right? I think that's what it was, Shawnee. Yeah. And of course, it was me attempting to be healthy. Like, let me go get an arugula salad from <laughs> uh, from Kava and be healthy. And uh, turns out, it almost sent me to my grave. Yeah. So it was brutal. You know, it was. It was. Uh, I will say this before we we get to everything um, that was in week eight. I don't know where you're at on when you feel sick. I am one that is trying to avoid getting sick as much as possible. Like the act of of hurling. I, I want to avoid. Because it's just an unpleasant thing. Nobody wants nobody wants anything to do with it. So I was lying on the couch. And you could just get the sense of like, oh, this is the only thing that's going to make this feel better. I just need to get this over with. Right. You need to pull the trigger and just get, get it done with. Um. But I just laid. I mean, it, it was at eight thirty. I realized, though, this is kind of the road we're headed down. Anna had already fallen. She was already sick upstairs. I mean, she was a trooper that had already been taken. So you know, I'm just now looking behind me, and my wife has been shot, and I'm just knowing that I'm about to get shot <laughs> as well. Mac Jones is screaming. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I am Mac Jonesing down the tunnel, right on my couch. And so as I'm sitting here, I'm just trying so desperately, like, no, it's going to go away eventually. If I just watch West Coast hockey long enough, it's going to go away. It's like 8.30, and I'm, I'm watching the Caps play, and then all of a sudden it's like it's 10.30. I'm like, this is not going away. But if I just if I just ignore it, it'll go away. So now I'm watching San Jose and Anaheim play hockey, and then all of a sudden it's 1 in the morning, and they're still playing. And I'm just still not sleeping and sitting here in so much pain thinking, yep, I'm going to just wait this out. Um, and needless to say, um, I lost that battle. Yeah. I lost that battle. So it was tough. It was tough, Shawnee. But, again, as they say, we live to fight another day. Again, man. This is one of these podcasts that, as I as I berated you in the beginning of the show for complaining about your finger, this is just a podcast we don't want a World War II veteran to hear because it's just like, <laughs> right. listen to these two nudniks sitting here on a podcast complaining about a sore ring finger and a pinky finger and an upset tummy. I mean, we're an embarrassment. Like, really and truly, if the <laughs> Russians invade, tongues. we are the ones that are going to – we're the prime candidates for being on the front lines. Yeah. It's like, hey, man, you need a draft? Sean Connor, get your asses over here. Um, but here we are on a podcast talking about our upset tummies and our uh, sore fingers. It feels better now, though. Yeah, this is man. We are. Yeah, it's I really my tough. mom give it a kiss. Really tough. Let's just. Yeah, let's <laughs> <laughs> just. I'm just gonna make sure my wife doesn't listen to this podcast. Um, but uh, anyway, Shawnee, uh, what a week that was. NFL wise, what a week that was. Um, I want to get in before we get into the games. We got to get into the transactions that went down uh, this past week. Because for some reason, the trade deadline over the past week, just the NFL became the NBA. I don't, I don't know what happened, um, but big names, like big names on the move in the middle of the season. Um, so let's go through a couple of those. Um, I'm going to just peel through the list real quick that I have here in front of me. Um, and you can react to some as you see. Um, but let's just go through what went down a couple days ago. This was Tuesday, the 1st of November, which was our trade deadline. Um, let's just go through this real quick. I have the list that's loading here. Okay, Naeem Himes goes from the Colts to the Bills. He is traded. The Steelers trade 
uh, Chase Claypool to the Bears. Mm-hmm. T.J. Hawkinson moves within the division, which is uh, pretty shocking for a pretty high uh, draft pick compensation package to the Vikings. Roquan Smith, who requested a trade earlier in the year, and the, and the Bears did not grant that to him. Um, they granted it now. He is going to Baltimore. He is joining the Ravens. Um, uh, defensive end Jake Martin goes from the Jets to the Broncos. Calvin Ridley, who's uh, still serving a year-long suspension for betting uh, in Atlanta, is going to Jacksonville. So he will play presumably next year when mm-hmm. his suspension's over. Um, ironically enough, uh, it had come out that uh, – and I, I, I tried verifying the story the best I could – but apparently the report was is the game that Calvin Ridley bet on that got him banned or got him suspended for the year was a game against the Falcons and Jaguars. And uh, just like that, halfway through the year, the trade deadline, he has traded to Jacksonville uh, from Atlanta. Chase Edmonds, running back, goes from the Dolphins to the Broncos. Um, the Dolphins were, were pretty busy at this trade uh, deadline. They also ended up acquiring Jeff Wilson from the 49ers. Um, Zach Moss, running back for the Bills, uh, goes to the Colts. Uh, Rashad Fenton, a defensive back from the Chiefs to the Falcons. Uh, the Commanders, I, I don't know how they were able to get anything, but they ended up dealing William Jackson to the Steelers. Um, cornerback William Jackson, big free agent, just to complete another uh, disaster for Washington financially and, and just kind of on the field. William Jackson, a, a, a really good dude. I like him a lot. I've met him, a really nice guy. Um, but just it, from start to finish, this has been a complete disaster in Washington. Um, to round off our uh, final transactions, A.J. Klein from the Ravens to the Bears. That's an outside linebacker who was traded um, in the Roquan Smith trade. And then Dean Marlowe, safety from the Falcons on his way to Buffalo. Uh, Sean, any of those stand out to you as big ones? Anything I'm missing? I would say what's missing is the Packers did not get that receiver that we talked about. Can you imagine? They offered, I believe, a second-round pick for Claypool, and uh, it, I, I believe, um, I don't know what the exact reason was or why it, it, it didn't end up going through, but um, he ended up going to Chicago. I, I believe it was because Chicago is going to have a better pick than Green Bay So in the in terms of the second round. So, yeah, pretty shocking. Um, my favorite move of all of these, um, I, yeah, I, I love, obviously I love Bradley Chubb. I think Bradley Chubb's, my favorite is TJ Hawkinson to the Vikings, man. I mean, that that is kind of, it seems like offensively, that's the last uh, little infinity stone for their mm-hmm. gauntlet, right? It's it's the last one that they've needed. They got the running back, they got the stud receivers. But Irv Smith has been a disaster for them. They were hoping that out of Alabama, he would be a guy that would step in and be a real playmaker, and he just hasn't worked out. I know he's injured. He's out eight to ten weeks. So you'd have to imagine his future in Minnesota is is effectively over. But T.J. Hawkinson, if he can stay healthy, is, is a really, really good tight end, uh, former first-round pick. Um, and to be traded within the division, it was a pretty hefty uh, set of draft picks. It was a second-round and a fourth-rounder, I believe. Um, if you want to look that up, you can. But T.J. Hawkinson... Um, to the Vikings is my favorite move. What do you got as uh, as a move that you like? Oh man, I actually I, I don't know because the Patriots uh, we moved some kickers around, which is oh fun. thank God that's yeah. awesome. So nothing to go for the Patriots. I would say what I did find interesting weren't the Bills in the market for a running back? Uh, uh the Bills. They, that's a good question. N- not necessarily. I mean, I know um, I know Naeem Himes. To the Bills, I think what they wanted more uh, because it was Devin Singletary, Zach Moss, and mm-hmm. then uh, Dalvin Cook's younger brother, 
um, who they came out of the draft. And none of those guys are great scat backs. Um, Naeem Himes is just is all of that, and, and that's what they wanted. And Zach Moss had kind of been um, – Zach Moss had been waning in terms of his use over the last few weeks. And I believe last week, I don't even think he even played. I, I could be wrong. But if you remember going back to the offseason, the Bills made a real push for J.D. McKissick. Um, J.D. McKissick actually agreed to terms with the Bills. And halfway there, apparently he just skidded to a halt and then turned right back around and came back to D.C. Washington ended up uh, working out a deal to keep him here. So they they wanted that, and they've wanted that as an important part of their offense. But um, that uh, the Bills the Bills wanted it, and, and they got Naeem Himes, a guy who I think is, is, is a great guy out of the backfield, good receiving back, good speed back. I think he offers a nice little, uh, nice little second punch there to Devin Singletary's type running back. So I like what the Bills did. Um, I like what they did a lot, and and moving Zach Moss then to the Colts, um, who are, I don't know, Sean. I mean that that you, you kind of feel like the uh, you kind of feel like the uh, running back situation um, with Taylor in Indianapolis is going to eventually get better, and it just doesn't seem to be getting better. Yeah. Um, who uh, well, they, had, they just fired their offensive coordinator on the trade deadline? The yeah, day out of the November first, Marcus Brady. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor had had a really bad fumble this past week. I mean, he has not looked good. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and, and it's I know their offensive line is bad, but this clearly signals that there's they're trying to do some different stuff over there in Indianapolis. And um, not that last year was a total fluke. Jonathan Taylor has shown that he is a you know he's an all pro running back, but. Um, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with Jonathan Taylor this year, uh, but clearly they want uh, they want some help for him, um, at least to add, add another dimension to that running back game. So they added Zach Moss. Um, anything else, Shawnee? Not that I'm seeing. I'm just disappointed in Green Bay. They, I mean, that's yeah. No, that that is. I mean, it is a takeaway. Now, granted, they did. I don't want to say hang in there against the Bills. I don't but know. It, you never felt like they were going to win. But then I don't necessarily think that's hanging in. I mean, if you don't really feel like, and I, I trust me, I, I know what you mean, I, yeah. I, and I've watched games like that. Um, I've watched games where Washington plays the Chiefs. I've watched games where it's just like, this isn't going to work. It's not going to happen. Even though the scoreboard isn't that bad, you just you feel like you just know. physically not going to You know overpower. that if the Bills wanted to put up more, they could, yeah. and they could have. So let me ask you this. With seeing that game, to kind of transition into the games that happened sure. last week, who are you more panicked about? The Bucks, Who? Let's talk about the Bucks game first. You want right. to go into the Bucks game yeah, first? Yeah, we'll go into that one because that was the Thursday night game. That was the one that kicked That's off right. week eight. Let's get into that one. The Bucks, for the first time in Tom Brady's career, he is on a three-game losing streak. They lost to the Ravens yep. at home 27-22. Score is a little deceiving. Bucks kind of had a last-minute touchdown. Didn't get the onside kick. It was, it was you know, he never again felt like the Ravens were going to yeah. lose that game. Um, Ravens go to 5-3. and three. Bucks go to 3-5. and five. Um, Tom Brady's offensive line is horrific. Uh, the red zone offense is horrific. So, with that being said, are you more panicked about the Bucks or the Packers? The Packers, probably, okay. because I'll be totally honest with you, Sean. Like, they started off hot in that game. I mean, they got out to a double-digit lead against the Ravens, and it, you know, you kind of know what the deal is with the with the Bucks. They're a team that can't necessarily stay healthy. They're a team that's in, filled with old veterans, and and when you ride that train, you're you're also unfortunately riding some probable rusty wheels, and you might have to live with a couple guys that are game changers that are going to be out for a couple weeks. Um, there now, I believe, was a Shaq Barrett that tore his ACL just last last week. That's um, correct. Yeah. So that's a huge. I mean, they're just falling like toy soldiers, like one by one, week after week. There seems to be another injury that just makes it feel like. 
the Buccaneers are just kind of they're they're, they're not going to get back on track to where they want to be. The Packers are just not good. The problem is the Packers don't have talent, and and they that's the issue. the The Buccaneers have talent, and they're struggling to put it together. The Packers don't have talent. I'm sorry. I, like, I don't – you know, the, Jair Alexander is an incredible cornerback. And their defense is, has been decent at times this year. But offensively, they have nothing. I mean, if it's not – I mean, I'm telling you, if you put – if you put Justin Fields behind, you know, in on that offense, other than Aaron Jones, like, I, you're not doing anything. You, you, that, that offense might not score a point. Um, which makes it even more and more befuddling to me why at the trade deadline – Especially in an NFC that's struggling, like what are you doing? Right. What are you doing? Like you're one win away from being. You look look at what's happening in Washington. Yeah, like no one has any delusions of grandeur with Washington. Like we, we no one's the Lombardi Trophy ain't coming anywhere near here, right? <laughs> but let's be clear, like you you take advantage of a schedule that seems maybe be falling your way, and look the rest of the NFC is bad. This could be a situation where hey, look you play your cards right. Right now, Washington is in the driver's seat at the seventh spot. Now, we're halfway through the year, so we're even talking about spots as a joke. But this is how the NFC is. This is how the NFL is right now. Mm-hmm. Figure it out, man. Go make a trade. Chase Claypool, they, they you know, give him a fifth. Whatever. Go get him. If you don't believe in him that much, like, make some calls, man. Look, I, you know, it's – where's the urgency? And I, I don't – I don't understand. I, I think what the Rams did in recent years has been – they they set a track for what NFL teams should be doing. Now we need to win. Now we do, we I, I don't understand this like three to five year long term. Like find a way to win now. Like yeah. you you get you get seventeen games. Like the reality is is you don't. This is like I don't know what tenure you think you have. Go win. If you're Matt Lafleur, you you've got to find a way. You, Aaron Rodgers doesn't live forever, dude. Like you you got maybe two years left of this. And quite frankly, after this year, I don't even think you have more than that. Um, figure it out. Mm-hmm. You go out there and say, I don't I don't want you when you have a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, you better not have a dime left in your cap space by the time week one rolls around. You better not have a dime. Just go out and do it. Yeah. And if you fail doing what the Buccaneers do, and if you fail doing what the Rams do, okay. You went out, you put all your chips on the table and it didn't work. The way that the the Packers are failing right now is embarrassing because they're failing under their own misguided missteps. And there's no reason for it. There's no reason for it. And with Aaron Rodgers, it's just there's no excuse. Um so to go back on on uh on that Buccaneers game, um I think the Ravens are a team that I those are two teams that needed that win and the Ravens got it. And Lamar Jackson played well enough down the stretch and um that's kind of all that mattered. The Ravens got a much needed win. I think it got them back on track. It gave them some confidence to keep going. And and like I said, the AFC isn't really that impressive either right now. Really the NFL as a whole is kind of struggling to get its feet under him. Um, and you don't know what the second half of the season entails. You don't know what teams go on a tear. You don't know what teams start getting hot. So you got to wrap up these wins while you got them. Yeah. Um, the Ravens did. But, yeah, I'm, I'm – the Buccaneers – explaining the Buccaneers' struggles are way easier to me than explaining the Packers' struggles. Because when you start explaining the Packers' struggles, like, it really gets to the point where you got to start questioning some people and their decision-making and, and really start going, okay, are you the guy for the job here? Like, really? Um, because I – when they came to FedEx and lost, um, I didn't have any answers. I just kind of was walking around. It was like, you know, like I said, we were at the press <laughs> conferences and the guys were – Matt LaFleur was just like, dude, I don't know. We're just not good enough right now. This is unacceptable. And I'm like, I don't – I hate to say it. Like, you all can say this at the podium, but 
the answer's not in that locker room right now. So yeah. either you guys go figure it out the trade deadline or not. But right. that's kind of my Packers bit for you, Shawnee. All right, let's move on to the London game. The Broncos and the Jaguars both traveled out to London. Broncos got the win 21 to 17. Broncos it's kind of surprising. They're three and five, which is not as bad as how they've played. Yeah. Jaguars two and six now. Well, I think the thing with the Broncos, they come in with Super Bowl expectation, right? You feel like the like it's like we talk about the gauntlet, the missing gemstone, it's Russell Wilson. Um, and it's been the opposite. Like he's almost been a detriment, which is strange. Um but yeah, these are two bad teams that I, I think this is a I mean, honestly, I, I this win might have saved Nathaniel Hackett's job. I know we had reports of that coming out. Um, Russell Wilson was fine, 250 and a tutty. Um, nothing crazy there. Um, Greg Dolchich, if you even know who that guy is, their tight end, four receptions, 87 yards, which, you know, with Jerry Judy, and I know he, he caught a score, but with Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy, that, that guy's your leading receiver. Like, what are we doing here? Um, Trevor Lawrence was terrible in this game. Um, I We need to start actually asking if he's going to get it together. Um kind of tired of hearing people just kind of say, well, he'll get it together eventually. He'll get it together. He's the best QB prospect of all time. Best QB prospect. It's like, all right, dude, we're halfway into year two. And, yeah. like, somehow it's getting worse. Um, Travis Etienne, 156 yards and a touchdown on the ground. That was his breakout game. Um, and I think with James Robinson traded, um, that's that's the correct move for them. And I think Travis Etienne is, is going to start showing his, uh, his shine in the next few weeks. Um, Evan Ingram also with a touchdown, 55 yards and four receptions through the air. What do you got there on this one, Shawnee? Uh, well, I'm impressed by the Broncos. I it it really did seem like it was a must win for them more so than the Jaguars because yeah. the Jaguars there's no expectations yeah. for them. Broncos it's a must win. You get all these reports that Russell Wilson is this weirdo on the plane and Dude, their coaching when did that is happen? awful. I don't know what happened. Didn't we ask that question? I think I asked that question. Like I, I I don't know when it happened. I I didn't. I never remember him at one point in Seattle being this ridiculous. Like, like almost cringeworthy. Yeah. To watch. I'm like bro. What, like Come working on. out on the plane in the Can you aisles, imagine? apparently. I, I would yeah. just like if I, I and I'm not a I'm not in the locker room at it, but it's just like if I'm a teammate there, it's just like he's doing high knees, just touch him, just grab him on the shoulder and be like, bro, whatever you're doing, do the opposite of it. Yeah, sit sit down, down now and win us and a have game. a drink. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get us more than a field goal. Do please. us a solid three touchdowns and three fifty. Yes. We'll take that. Yeah. Um but no, that, that this was a much win for the Broncos. I'm still you know, the record is just it's not that bad. It really isn't hanging in there for how they've played hanging in there. Um, we talked about this one real quickly, so we'll, we'll just breeze right through this one. Panthers Falcons, um, you know, Panthers had a chance to win this game. They had a chance to not up the NFC South in a four way tie. Yeah, uh, they couldn't do it because of some boneheaded plays and decisions. Falcons get the 37 to 34 win at 500. The Atlanta Falcons are the NFC South leading team. All right, question for you, Shawnee, because we, we did go through this game, and, and it was a really exciting one. And the NFC South, like, what is going on? Question for you. The Panthers should have should have won this game. After that DJ Moore touchdown, that shouldn't be a discussion. They should have won this game. Mm-hmm. The question for you is, is the Panther are, – are the Panthers as bad as we think they are? Is it – I guess my question would be – did the Panthers play the Falcons so well this week because they're better than we think they are? Or was Matt Rule just that bad of a coach? Like, are they better than we think? Or was Matt Rule so bad that he was right. literally holding them back? I think he was just a bad coach. I, uh, we've seen it time and time again. These coaches, he came from Baylor. P.J. Walker threw for 317 yeah. yards. Yeah. 
they come from college and they try to be in the NFL. We saw it with Nick Saban in 2007. Oh with the I mean, the QB, think about the Sam Donald, the Baker Mayfield, the Matt Corral. Mm. Like, I know Matt Corral's hurt. But, like, I mean, you're, you're the third-string quarterback is the best quarterback that's played for you by far, and you didn't give up draft picks or a huge chunk of cap uh, money for him. And he's just a former XFL you know, PJ Heineke basically out yeah. there just, just slinging it around. I mean, amazing, amazing story. And, and the crazy thing is the Panthers could be in the playoffs. Yeah. Now, that sounds like a hot take, but it's not because the division's so bad. Yeah, the division now, is so I bad. Still, I still, I followed Tom Brady my entire life. Yeah. I still take it very hard to believe that at some point they're not going to get it together enough to at least make the playoffs. Yeah. Now, if they go against the Eagles at some point, you know, or the Vikings, RIP to them. Yep. But I, I still would probably pick the Bucks to – um win that division but sure. no i mean two and six and you're only a couple games back from being the division leader and making the playoffs as a top four seed like that's a pretty yeah that's pretty crazy no doubt dude. um all right let's move on this is kind of an as you expect game cowboys uh now six and two get a 49 to 29 win at home win over the chicago bears who are now three and five um what happens to ezekiel elliott because Pollard went off. Yeah, three touchdowns, one thirty-one on the ground on fourteen attempts. I mean, I don't know. I mean, they pay him too much, and clearly, I don't know if I don't know if Jerry Jones like got married to Zeke and or something. Like, there's some sort of weird thing there with Zeke, where clearly they they just force him in there. Now, it's not to say Ezekiel is a is a bad running back. He's far from bad. He's the second best running back on this team, and it's just. I mean, Tony Pollard out of the backfield, uh, between the tackles. I mean, every aspect of his game, he's just proven to be a better running back. I think Zeke comes back when he's healthy, and it's just a split carry situation again. Mm -hmm. um, I think after a game like this, though, you you got to find a way to get Tony Pollard much more involved in first and second down. I mean, I mean, I know everyone says, hey, you know, Zeke is your first and second down, and Tony Pollard is your third down back, like, no, it, honestly, if Tony Pollard is running the ball well, you, you ride the hot hand, and that's how it goes. Um, mm -hmm. And keep Zeke fresh. I mean, you know, it, he's not, it isn't twenty sixteen anymore. It's not twenty fifteen. He's not a rookie. You know, I mean, he, these running backs don't have a long life. So, so help him out. Give give him give him some rotation. But I think on first and second down, Tony Pollard, remarkable, remarkable running back. Yeah, this game was never really in question. Unfortunately, forty nine to twenty nine. Um, Justin Fields, 151, and two touchdowns through the air. Khalil Herbert out of Tech had a nice game, 99 yards and a touchdown. And Darnell Mooney with five receptions, 70 yards. But, yeah, Cowboys just a better team here, and uh, they uh, they walk away with this one. All right, let's go up to the Motor City. A 27-31 to 31 loss for the Lions, even though they were winning throughout most of the game. Uh, again, Dolphins get the win over the my or over the Detroit Lions, 31 to 27. Dolphins move to five and three. I believe they are two and zero since two has come back. If I'm yeah. not mistaken, yeah, two and zero. Um, Lions won it. It's like a photocopy of last year. Lions yeah, are dude. one and six. They're coming so close against these good teams, and you feel like they're a better team than one and six, but they just can't close out games. And their defense is horrendous. Dude, the, their defense is the worst in football in every statistical category. I'm, I don't even think I'm being hyperbolic there. They, they are horrifically bad. They might be historically bad, to be totally honest with you. Um, look, I don't care what anyone says, and I know it's the modern NFL, blah, blah, blah. You put up 27 points in a game as an offense, you should have a good chance of winning, right? Uh, Joe Gibbs had a model, a classic model, um, where he said three touchdowns and a field goal. 
If your offense can score three touchdowns and a field goal, your defense should be able to find a way to win that football game for you. And that's just kind of how it should be, right? 27 points is good enough. Uh, their defense is just horrific. Uh, neither defense was really good in this game, to be totally frank with you. Um, but Tua getting his feet back under him, 382 and three touchdowns. Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle, man, the two receivers that are just, you know, that's kind of the duo. I'm not sure if there's a quarterback in the league that would struggle with either of those. I mean, those guys are just constantly open. They're just, they're just so good. Uh, we had a fun one up in Minnesota. The Vikings get the 34-26 to win over the Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals just 3-5, and five, and Vikings 6-1. and one. How about that? 6-1 and one Vikings, and they're coming to Washington this week. Yep, coming to Washington. To they will be in FedEx. I'll be, have a chance to see them. Kirk Cousins, two touchdowns, 232. Dalvin Cook over 100 on the ground, so that's a really good aspect. And, I mean, when Dalvin Cook has a good game, it just makes everything so much easier for Kirk, like off the play action. Kirk has always been really good off the play action, and people underrate how good Kirk Cousins is throwing on the run, um, and no better guy to throw to than Justin Jefferson, 98 yards on six receptions for him. Kyler had a decent day, 326 and three touchdowns. He also added 36 yards on the ground, and DeAndre Hopkins, who since he's come back has just brought this Cardinals offense to life. I'm not as concerned about the Cardinals. I know three and five isn't great, um, but uh, I do think – I do think DeAndre Hopkins coming back is a really, really big difference for them. Um, I don't think the Vikings are quite as good as six and one. I think I, I think they've shown really great flashes. They've also struggled immensely at points this season. Um, they haven't really shown up on the scorecard. Uh, so we'll see. I'm very, very interested to see this weekend. I think, to be honest with you, this weekend could be a blowout. I think they could destroy Washington. But something tells me there there could be this could be a close game. Um, so we'll see. I'm, I'm obviously going to take the Vikings, just a spoiler. I think the Vikings are going to win, but, um, but I wouldn't be surprised if, if it's a close one there, Sean. All right. What was not a close one was what happened in new Orleans. Saints get the 24 to nothing win over the Raiders Raiders two and five saints. Now three and five hanging in there. They're like what even happened to South? What even happened to the Raiders? Here, I Sean? don't know, man. I don't know. Derek Carr, 101 yards. Like, oh, my God. Josh Jacobs didn't really do anything. 43 yards. Devontae Adams did absolutely nothing in this game. I think he had a catch. Um, he, he was pretty bad. Um, I don't know. Uh, the, the Saints are kind of funny. They're, they Andy Dalton, he's clearly not a starter anymore, uh, but he's a really good backup. Like, he's, he's a guy that you'd be very confident putting in there as a backup. 229, two touchdowns for him. Alvin Kamara, touchdown, 62 yards. On the ground, he also added two touchdowns, receiving almost 100 yards uh, through the air as well on nine receptions. So he he had a day. If you had him in fantasy, then congratulations to you. Three total touchdowns on the day. Um, yeah, Raiders are really just sinking quick, man. I mean, there's really no reason for them to be as bad as they look. And for Josh McDaniel's first year, like, eesh. It's kind of really all you have to say about that. It's just one of those. Yeah. Yeah. Come back to New England. Speaking <laughs> of New England. Oh, yes. You get the win. In New York against the Jets, twenty-two to seventeen. Patriots now four and four, which should have been five and three because of the stupid Bears. Anyways, Jets are five and so three. So embarrassing. Uh, so the Patriots remain at the bottom of the AFC East. Um, however, we are clearly going to win the Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> so, what were your thoughts on with this that one? Daisy Duck of yours, a uh, quarterback who loves to act like he got shot whenever he twists his ankle? No, 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 no. When it comes to Super Bowl time, what time is it? You look at your clock. No, it is Zappy Hour. <laughs> It was uh, Mac Jones' hour, though, in this one. Mac Jones got the start play the so entire embarrassing. game. I'm so embarrassed for you, Shawnee. Um, Zach Wilson, dude. Don't what was he doing, pocket. man? Dude, I think he was 2 for 16 or 1 for 16 with three interceptions outside the pocket. 
I was checking in on this game pretty periodically, and I watched him roll out of the pocket and throw a ball that should have been three rows into the stands, and somehow it was just a pick. And he just There's threw Devin a pick McCourty. on the sideline. There you go. Get it. And, yeah, Devin McCourty's <laughs> just sitting on the sideline, like kind of almost expecting it to sail over his head. And then he kind of was like, wait a second. This is actually coming to me and my feet are inbounds. <laughs> and Zach Wilson, just the two hands on the helmet, like what am I doing? Um, but he proceeded to come back the next drive and throw another pick. And it was another really ugly one where it's like, I don't know what you're seeing. I, I, like I don't – this is a Sam Darnold situation where you're seeing ghosts. Like I don't, I don't know what's going on. It's such a weird – I tweeted this, John, and and this is for another podcast. I think I might get Ian back on because Ian's great. He was he broke down all the quarterbacks of the draft, um, the year that you know the Trey Lance, Trevor Lawrence year. I I think it's a good win for the Patriots. You you can add to this, but I think we need to start asking how good these quarterbacks actually are. Mm-hmm. Like we all just kind of assume generational talent. Trevor Lawrence, Trey Lance. I know he's hurt, but has not looked great whenever he played. Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Mac Jones. Like, honestly, how good are these five? Really? I think Mac Jones has shown the most consistency out of all of them. Mm-hmm. But is he a guy you can win a Super Bowl with? Like, I don't know. I haven't seen anything to feel that way at all. Right. Zach Wilson has not been great. Like, not been great. Trey Lance obviously hurt, hasn't looked great. Justin Fields has looked the worst out of all of them. And then Trevor Lawrence is just sleep, like, as a sleeper, like, has just been bad. Mm-hmm. Like, consistently bad. Like, I don't know. I mean, we've seen some some solid throws and things like highlight plays. We don't real highlight games. You, you know what it is? I think so many teams saw Patrick Mahomes and saw this quarterback who could get out of the pocket, scramble around, make plays out of nothing. And so all these teams go, oh, oh, Zach Wilson, That's he, he can do that. Obviously not. Mac Jones, not so much because he's a pocket passer. Trey Lance, the same way. Oh, this guy, he's a playmaker. He'll scramble. What do he play, like one season of college mm. or something? Yeah. Yeah, one season um, of college, yeah. Yeah, so, so you you know, I, I think it's a little bit of that. People are, are looking Could for be. the next Mahomes. I, I just, to kind of wrap that up, like I, I agree, and maybe I'm jumping on it. I, I don't, but I don't think I'm jumping on this too early. Like, Last year, I didn't really give any takes on quarterbacks because it's a year. Like, Josh Allen didn't look great his rookie year. Yeah. Um, he didn't. And everyone's like, oh, Josh Allen, like, what's going on here? And now look at him, right? Yeah. It's year two. And by the way, it's halfway through year two. And and I feel like, I mean, watching Wilson, that was almost like some of those throws were like, dude, this is like your first preseason game, kind of like. What are you doing? All, this is these are kind of throws you make in training camp where you're like your quarterback coach grabs you by the ear and goes, "Hey, listen, don't do that ever again. This isn't college, <laughs> right?" But it's like I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Well, let I me, need let somebody just, who knows more about these quarterbacks yeah. breaking it down for me because I'm always afraid of making complex arguments too simple. I think it's it's the essence of why Twitter is so stupid and why people in general are dumb. They take very complex things and try to make it black and white and try to make it a very simple thing. I'm I'm starting to get worried that. I'm actually not making it too simple. Maybe it's just what it is. Maybe mm-hmm. these guys just aren't that good. I don't know. Yeah, I don't that's know. for another. You'll, you'll that's for another episode. About that. Um, for the Patriots, you know, I I thought we were good enough. Um, obviously, Bill Belichick is a defensive genius. I mean, we we came out in the second half and just completely shut down the Jets. Yeah. the Jets were putting together really good drives and getting really big gains, both on the ground and in the air, in the first half. We came out. We got ten points. Um, 
between the end of the second quarter and the beginning of the second half, mm-hmm. um, unanswered points, which was huge. Uh, Be- uh, Belichick talked about that post game. Um, but dude, we just look awful in the red zone. Yeah, like we can't convert in the red zone. Now we did get a fourth and one from I think the three yard line. Uh, we ended up going for it, and Jacoby Myers got a touchdown for Mac Jones on a little out route. But yeah, we there's still like there's just no way we beat the Bills or the Chiefs. If, yeah, not that we no. play them this year or I don't the see Ravens. It. We saw that game, so no nope. um, room to improve. Obviously, the Jets were pretty you know record wise. They were a good team coming into the game, um, but again, you know Belichick's a defensive coach, and you know riding the defense. Sure, you can win when you can get a win. Yep. No All right, let's talk about a team that did not get a win: the Steelers. They played their Pennsylvania rivals, the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles now seven and zero, which there's an asterisk there because they have the easiest remaining schedule in the NFL. So if they go undefeated, everyone needs to shut up and wait till the playoffs. Eagles are thirty five. <laughs> Eagles put up thirty five. Steelers put up thirteen. Steelers fall to two and six again. Eagles undefeated at seven and zero. Are the Eagles really the best team in football? I no, mean, really. No, I, I they're incredibly impressive, and and quite frankly, I'll eat all the crow in the world about Jalen Hurts, who has. I, I said my biggest word coming in this year was his pocket passing ability, and he's done nothing but prove me wrong. Um, he's just been incredible. And that A.J. Brown edition is, I mean, I, I, I cannot believe how much. Again, my worry was A.J. Brown coming to the Eagles. Okay, cool. Well, you're, you have Jalen Hurts throwing you the football, so what's that going to matter? Um, it matters everything because he had a day that it's going to make every Titans fan want to jump off a bridge. 156, three touchdowns. He was double, triple covered on some of these touchdowns where it just almost effortless. Um, almost effortless for him. Yeah, Eagles stopped the Steelers, who I don't think are very good, and Kenny Pickett's just not the answer, dude. I'm sorry. And and uh, we say what you want. Like, I, I doubted Kenny Pickett coming out of the draft. Um, being a first-round pick, okay, you take the flyer on him. Uh, he's not it. He's not it. And, and I, I can pretty confidently say that, and I, maybe I'll be wrong next year uh, or the year after when he's, uh, you know, again – he's a star or whatever all pro but i don't see it i just don't see it the steelers are unfortunately a a, uh, a floating nightmare and uh yeah i mean chase claypool going to the to the bears shows them their sellers at the deadline and, and they're just recouping for next year all right let's breeze through this game because frankly i don't like either of these teams titans texans titans get the 17 to 10 win down in houston texans won five and one titans moved to five and two although i don't know i don't really like that record on them I just don't either. It's funny. I mean, Derrick Henry is just, I mean, again, that's their formula, man. That's their formula. Malik Willis, did he, I don't think he, he might've thrown a pass in the second half, like a single pass. Yeah, um, he had 55 yards through the air on the game. Uh, Derrick Henry, 219, two touchdowns on 32 attempts, which is just, he's just an, I mean, when he gets going, there's no one stopping him. Um, so that really was that. That's their play defense, run the ball, win ugly. That's kind of their formula. It's not really going to get them far, but it's, it's going to get them to five and two so far. So it's good for them. Hail to the Commanders, 17-16 to 16 win in Indianapolis over the Colts. Colts now 3-4-1. and one. They were the team that tied the Texans early in the year. And the Commanders, 4-4, four and four, the only issue. They're in such a tight division. They're in a tough division, I should say, not tight. They are, yeah. Um, the, the divi- thoughts on this one? Yeah, division's out of, out of touch for them. They're, they're not coming close to that. I mean, their best bet here is that, you know, because, I mean, unless Dallas and – New York, which New York started uh, to be get exposed, unless they really start collapsing, um, that kind of final wild card spot's really their best bet. They're not hosting any playoff games. Let's be perfectly clear if they get there, but I think it's even premature to even say that. Um, pretty ugly game, honestly. This game was was really t- 
tough to watch. And Sam Ellinger stepping in there for Matt Ryan ended up being a severe upgrade for them um, because there were multiple plays where if Matt Ryan's in there, he's getting sacked. And Sam Ellinger was just kind of using his feet. Um, Sam Ellinger is Taylor Heineke the second. I mean, he's a guy who was moving around the pocket, which I kind of imagined he would, um, making throws on the run, extending plays. Um, now, let's be perfectly, perfectly clear. They put up 16 points, so it wasn't really anything great. And he also fumbled like a ball just came out of his hand in the red zone. Um, they had two red zone turnovers, which were killers for them. Washington, really, their offense, uh, they scored seven points. They had seven points halfway through the fourth quarter. I mean, really just an abysmal offensive performance. Um, but... It's, dude, the enigma that is Taylor Heineke lives on, man. I don't know what it is about this kid. I don't know what in the world happened, but 10 points in the last six and a half minutes of this game. Um, Terry McLaurin with uh, 113 yards, that huge. Catch. I mean, it was a 50-50 ball with Stephon Gilmore, and you know Stephon Gilmore. You mm-hmm. know how good that guy is. Um, but Terry just said, literally, it's just mine. Took it to the one, and Taylor Heineke runs it in for a touchdown. So, um a gutsy win, a win that gets them to, to 500 and, and, and kind of they have found a way to resurrect their season, man. I don't know how they did it. I really don't know how they did it. I mean, I don't I don't know. I mean, a one in three, it felt like, yeah, this is this ain't happening. And um, they figured it out. I mean, even that even that first half of that Bears game, I remember we were sitting down here with a bunch of other guys and we were like, it's not looking so what good. What is going on it's here? Not yeah. looking good. And yeah. honestly, Shawnee, I mean, it, it took. It took a month punt for the Bears for for Washington to get their only touchdown on the day uh, in that game. It um, it took a muffed punt in against Green Bay to get their offense going. Um, they've taken advantage of some some really lucky plays, but that's football, man. You got to your opportunities will come to you. You got to take advantage of them, and they have. And it's been ugly at times, really ugly at times. But they're just hanging around, man. Four and four, big win. Uh, that that really, like I said, bring, brings our life, brings their season back to life. So it's the Vikings and. FedEx this Sunday, Shawnee. We'll be interested to see that. All right. 49ers had home field advantage, even though they were on the road in Los Angeles. Uh, Niners get the win 31-14 to over the Rams. Rams now 3-4. and four. Yikes. 49ers yeah. only 4-4, four and four, but they are looking better. Christian McCaffrey. How about him? I take back what I said last week where I was like, you know, I don't really – he's had so many injuries. Now, I don't know. He could, get, he could blow out an ACL sure. next week. I don't know. Well, let's hope not. Let's hope not. Knock but on the wood. since 2005, there's never been someone until this game who has a passing touchdown, passing touchdown as a running yep. back, rushing touchdown and receiving touchdown. Amazing. Insane. Yep. When he's healthy, when he's rolling, man, and and a, and a New Jersey out kind of where he grew up um, in the Bay Area. I mean, it, I'll tell you, man, he he's electric. Um, Sean, I'm going to give you a couple uh, on the fly here. Elon Musk blank twitter buys owns owns okay elon <laughs> musk owns twitter uh let's see what other classic ones do we have here dan snyder <laughs> owns the commanders the commanders for now the 49ers own the rams own the rams <laughs> yeah. I, I i don't and did you see the picture of the stands that's why i said it was home field advantage dude they were using like silent counts at points in this game the like, rams were and they were the rams home. were yeah at home it was almost worse than anything I've ever seen at FedEx Field, where it's like, I don't know, man. I, listen, all I'm going to say is this. NFL, you, you, you screwed the pooch. The The move to L.A. for the Rams, I know they're an exciting team. Can you imagine how excited St. Louis would be if you win a Super Bowl with that roster? How many 49ers fans do you think are filling up in St. Louis? I'm sure there's probably maybe 25 30%. Let's be clear. They're a big fan base. They travel really, really well. That's not happening in St. Louis, my dude. That's not happening in St. Louis, Missouri. Um, 
of course, happens in LA because I hate to say this. I NFL. I hate to say this. I know you want the money. It's an entertainment market. They care about Hollywood. They care about movies. They care about good weather. They care about high taxes. That's what California cares about. That's what Los Angeles specifically cares about. They don't give a damn about the Rams. I'm so <laughs> sorry you can roll out Kim Kardashian. You can roll out The Rock to hold the microphone with his really, really tight clothes. Are you ready? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you sounded more like the intro to SpongeBob than The Rock there. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty rough. Um, yeah, I don't really know what else to say. The, the, the Rams are in uh, a deep blood of S. Yeah, I don't know where they go from here. But the 49ers, dude, I'm just going to say this. Mark this down. I'm telling you. I think the 49ers are going to go on a little bit of a roll here. I really think that they're a team that could beat the Eagles. I think they're a team that could really genuinely vie for being a top NFC team if they can just consistently keep the roll uh, going. Jimmy Garoppolo, two touchdowns, 235. Christian McCaffrey had the day that Shawnee explained. So I, I like what they've got. Uh, for the Rams, if it's not Cooper Cup, it's nobody. It's just yeah. simple as that. They did. Yeah. Late in the game. Yep. Hurt. Yeah. I don't know what they have. I don't know what their move is here at this point, but um, they have zero draft capital. So it's like, all right, I guess we're just going to – that's kind of that. All so right. we'll we got see. three more games. We're going to breeze through these real quick. Seahawks get the win over the Giants 27-13 in Seattle. Seahawks 5-3, and three, Giants fall to 6-2. and two. Your thoughts real quick. I think the Seahawks are good, dude. I think they're just good. I think we need to stop talking about Geno Smith, like patting him on the head like he's a little child who seems to be playing better in his Pop Warner game. Like, dude is just playing. He's just playing really good football. Kenneth Walker is running the ball really well. Tyler Lockett, um, really impactful as well. And this was kind of the game we expected the Giants to have one of these games um, where the Seattle just defensively were all over uh, the Giants, and that was kind of that. I mean, it's. I think the Giants got a little exposed here. All right, Bills get the 27-17 win over the Packers at home. Bills 6-1, and one, Packers 3-5. and five. Real quick, we already talked about this one. Just yeah. final thoughts. Rest in peace, Green Bay. I, <laughs> think it's, I think it's a wrap, my dudes. I love you all so much, but I think it's a wrap. All right, Joe Burrow, 0-4 against the Browns in his career. Browns get the 32-13 win over the Bengals at home. Browns now 3-5, and five. Bengals fall to 4-4. Four and four. I don't know if he was 0-4 coming into the game or he know. fell to 0-4. I don't know, dude. I it think was he fell. Wh- I think he fell to – oh, no, I'm sorry. He was coming in 0-4. Now he's 0-5 against the Browns. I don't – dude, I got to tell you, man, I don't I don't know what the deal is, man. I don't know what in the world is going on with the Bengals. Um, they are just so hot and cold. It's Katy Perry style. So hot, so cold. I They're in and out. They're up and down. I don't know. I could go on with the lyrics if you'd like, but I, I have nothing really for you. Jacoby Brissett, great game. Nick Chubb, huge game. And Amari Cooper had a breakout game. Touchdown. Buck 31, five receptions. T. Higgins had um, that last-minute touchdown, which made me lose my fantasy game by one point. And garbage time, my favorite thing ever. Um, I want to die. Um, but, yeah, Bengals fans are going to have a sour, sour taste of this in their mouth for a yeah, while. That's not good for Cincinnati. All right, here are game picks for week nine. Let's get through these real quick so we can go watch the Thursday night game starting in about 25 minutes. Let's do it. That's going to be Eagles, Texans, Eagles 7 and 0, Texans 1 5 and 1. Who do you have? I'm I'm going to say the Eagles and that's it. I'm going to go with the Eagles as well. All right, 1 o'clock games, Chargers at Falcons. This could be fun. This could be interesting here. I'm going to take the Falcons here. I'll take the Falcons. I like it. I think the Chargers are eh. Yeah, Chargers have been disappointing against teams they should yep. have beaten. So I'm going to go with the Falcons as well. All right, Dolphins at Chicago. Should be a win for the Dolphins, yes? Yep, I think of another big day for Tua is in store here. I'm going to go with the Dolphins as well. Panthers at Bengals. Do we have a little upset? Yes. Panthers win this one, Shawnee. I think it's going to be a close one. Something tells me it goes to overtime, like a 34-31, kind of an oddly high-scoring game. Okay. Um, I think an overtime win for the Panthers, if I had to get really specific. I'm going to say the Bengals bounce back. They played really good against the Falcons at home, which was the last home game, so I'm going to go with the Bengals. Yeah. 
Packers at Lions, good rebound game for Aaron Rodgers. Yes or no? Yes. Okay. If they don't, I don't know, man. Just pack it up and go home. <laughs> Dig the grave. All right, Raiders at Jaguars. Nobody wants to watch this. Who do you have? Absolutely no one wants to watch this. The Raiders have to bounce back. I mean, this has to be Devontae Adams' two-touchdown game. Josh Jacobs with a touchdown. This has to be Derek Carr going for 385 and three touchdowns. Like, make it freaking happen. Raiders got to win this. All right, CBS at Zappy Hour O'Clock. The Colts in New England. Who do you have? <laughs> so embarrassed for you. Uh, I'm Shawnee. I'm going to pick the Colts here. It's an odd pick. It's a weird pick. Something tells me Sam Ellinger is going to have like one of those weird good games that kind of make you guys uncomfortable and kind of throw throw the defense off. Um, I'll, I'll pick the Colts here. Is he a rookie? No, he's not. He's second year. No, he's a rookie. He Six-round pick this Look year. Look at rookies' records against Bill Belichick. I'm going with the Patriots. I like it. Bills at Jets could be fun. Maybe? No? You're it could make... be fun if you're a Bills fan because the Bills are going to win this game. Okay. I, I'm going to go with the Bills. I want the upset, but I'm going to go with the Bills. Fair enough. Vikings at Commanders. I'm going to take the Vikings here, Shawnee. I hate to pick against my guys, but I just I think the problem is what's going to happen here, and this is the issue with Washington. If this game – when the, I'm going to try to make this short. The formula that beat the Bears, the formula that beat the Colts, isn't going to beat the Vikings. You get into a shootout with them, you're losing, okay? You fall behind by 14 points, you're losing that game. You fall behind by 10 points, you're losing that game. Uh, this has to be a situation where the offense gets off to a start where they put up seven points first and they punch them in the face first um, because we've seen the Vikings struggle at times. And if you can catch them on a game where they're struggling, great. If you can catch them in a little stretch in the game where they're struggling, make them pay. But if Heineke starts out with two quick picks or the offense just can't get anything going for a quarter and a half, it's over because it's just it's a matter of a play action – Justin Jefferson touchdown, that kind of is like, all right, that's it. It's over. Um, so I think the Vikings are going to find a way to win this. I just think they're better. Yeah, I'll go with the Vikings as well. Seahawks at Cardinals. I'll take the Seahawks here. I, I, I think the Seahawks are, are I don't know. I mean, they're 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 on a roll, man. They're they're winning games in a bounced fashion. I think they're, they're going to continue that going. It's going to be close, um, but I'll take the Seahawks. I'm going to go with the home team, the Cardinals. Rams at Bucks. Do the Bucks bounce back or do the Rams buck, bounce I think the back? Bucks, I think the Bucks win this one. Um, I, I don't really have a great reason to give you, but I'm just going to give it to you because that's what my gut says. I'm going to go with the Bucks as well. Sunday night football, Titans at Chiefs, the AFC Championship oh. of 2019, I think. You know, this is one of those scheduled games that in August sounded really exciting. And now it's like, oh, this is going to suck. Chiefs are going to roll. Yeah, Chiefs win. Ravens at Saints. Saints have played upset sometimes. Is this Monday night football? This is Monday night football, and it's in New Orleans. Uh, this is going to have to be... This is gonna. I mean, it's. I'm gonna pick the Ravens here because I think the Ravens have to win this game. I mean, you got to win this game. You got to go down and beat, beat a team. I, I know it's an out of conference, blah blah blah, but just go win, go win. I mean, the Saints are, are. You know, they're they're a scrappy team, but they're not a good team. So go beat them. I'm gonna go with the Saints. Honestly, man, go, go for it. I, I don't. I don't think it's a bad. I don't think it's a bad take. But uh, yeah, uh, that's that's where we're at. Is that everything? That's everything. My dude, I think it's time for us to. Uh, to hit the trails and it you is. know where we're going it's buffalo wild wings That's exactly hour. right buffalo wild <laughs> <laughs> there's just the cringe factor in this studio i didn't, getting I to didn't an when you mentioned Jeff, justin jefferson i did not do you want me to gritty no literally all right this podcast <laughs> is over we're sponsored by anchor anchor is the uh, easiest way to make a podcast sean is fired so if you can run a i don't know edit anything just send me your resume please um for connor force for sean olette Dude, always great to see you. Let's yeah, go. Uh, you. Let's go pound some wings, shall we? Uh, we will be back next week to recap everything week nine and preview week ten. If there's any insanity 
along the way, we will also bring that to you um, as always. But thank you so much uh, for tuning in. Make sure you're subscribing. Make sure you're liking. Do all that good stuff. Follow us on uh, Instagram as well. Shawnee, I want to give you the last little uh, thing here. The Dan Snyder news that broke. Do you know how I found out about it? He called you? No. I found out about the Dan Snyder news, which we will get into some point next week, hopefully, um, via our Instagram story. It was your story that you posted that I found out. Oh, wow. Literally. So... Give my that mom, is, give my mom credit because she told me first. She listens to go. the radio a lot, so she heard it on there. You on go. News talk. It was I was really sick that day, so I was just kind of upside down on my bed. But just so you know, breaking news. Like Sean actually posted something that straight up like broke news for me. So I want you guys to know that follow us on Instagram at After Further Review Pod on Instagram. We've got a really good following on Instagram. So get over there because Shawnee posts some great stuff. He's always putting breaking news. He puts out some game day things as well. Um, so on the days that I'm working that I'm not able to do anything on the social media page, Shawnee usually takes it over and puts up some great stuff. So continue to give that a follow. Um, but that is my final pitch there. Uh, other than that, we need to get the hell out of here. We need 4,000 calories. That sound good? Sound good to me. All right, Let's brother. do it. Thank you all for tuning in and listening. And as always, we will catch you guys on the other side.